Welcome to another episode of Two Guys, One Topic. I'm Liam. And I'm Ollie. And for those that don't know, or for any new listeners, each episode we take a topic that we know very little about and we give ourselves a week to read and research all about it. The idea being we share what we feel is the most important pieces of information with you. Yep, Uh, we're not experts though in anything that we talk about. This is just a summary of the things we found out over the week. But hopefully, by sharing some knowledge with you, we can all learn just a little bit more about a whole lot of things. That sounds good to me, Liam. Let's get on with this week's topic, which is lotteries. Here we go then, Liam. This week's topic, lotteries or the lottery. Um, Is this a topic you know much about? Well, I've played the lottery, right? Tried to win. I've actually got a winning ticket. I bought a ticket before I came back to Dubai and it's now sitting in my wallet to remember that when I go back to England, I've got to claim it. So I don't know how much is on there, like £10 or something. No, I mean, I played the lottery. Obviously, there's a certain element of maths and probability involved. So I have mentioned this in classes before and we've talked about like odds of winning it and things like that. But like where it comes from and some of the other things that we've learned this week. No, obviously didn't know any of that. What about you must play it, surely? You always uh, buy me lottery tickets when it's my birthday. That's like your your go-to present is, yeah. is £10 worth of Lucky Dips. Yeah, I always think that's good because then it could turn into something massive like in, the, in a positive way. Do you know, I almost thought that we wouldn't be doing this episode today or I'd, um, I'd have a, a massive announcement that was a huge coincidence. I got an email through earlier because I just have one line of a lottery happening every week. I got yeah, an I email through earlier to tell me that I'd won. I was like, oh my God, what a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Could it be? Could it be the stars, stars have aligned? And it turns out, yeah, I'd won like £3.60 on the, the Euro millions or something. Yeah. So it wasn't quite what I thought. I was hoping I'd have a massive announcement for you. No, I have the same. I have a, like a, what is it, like a direct debit setup. I pay the Euro millions yeah. once a week, every Friday or something. And like, yeah. you check, winning winning history, it's like £3.10p, £2.70p, <laughs> £4.05. <laughs> One day it's going to be something really big. But no, so I've got some idea. I've got some idea about the lottery and in the UK, the national lottery, but didn't really have any idea about how or why they started. And I think you and I, we were just talking about it. We thought that could be an interesting thing to look into. Let's learn a little bit about that as a topic. And I think it's been a really interesting topic this week. Yeah, I, I've liked some of the odds. I've got um, some some um, crazy other odds, you know, like chances of winning the lottery versus chances of getting struck by lightning, that sort of thing. Like, yeah, yeah, I like that. I like but that. anyway, let's go back. So when we say lottery, what is the etymology of lottery? Ooh. Like, what does lottery mean? Nice place to start. Well, it, it's not actually an English word from origin. It's really a Dutch term. And it derives from the word lot, which translates to fate in Dutch. Yeah, fate or destiny. Yeah, yeah, and it, it sort of meant like, it would be like a portion or a share of something. And then over time, it, it became to, to mean like, yeah, fortune, destiny, like that sort of thing, which is sort of what you imagine the lottery to be, right? Yeah. Do you have an actual definition or maybe like a dictionary definition of it? The drawing of lots in which prizes are distributed to the winners among persons buying a chance. Yeah, that sounds good. So, the, yeah, the drawing of lots and then distributing 
something to the people who've then drawn the lots. That makes sense. My one's slightly different, I think, yours. So mine is, I've got a lottery is a low odds game where winners are selected at random. And nowadays, it's a popular form of gambling. And typically what you're doing is you're paying a small sum of money for the chance of winning a big jackpot. Yeah. So that that's sort of what what it's come to mean more so nowadays, isn't it? And it's yeah, as we we're saying, um, yeah, gambling there. So don't don't take any of our advice if we've got any strategies later on about how to win it. Yeah, we certainly yep. don't <laughs> can't stand by them. <laughs> yeah, nowadays it's like you said, it's come to mean like you're you're playing for money. But you know, you know that saying like life is a lottery. It doesn't just mean about money. It's like. Yep just the chance to win something by having a ticket almost like a raffle i guess isn't it yeah like, yeah and they're, they're all over the world i hadn't realized how far stretched they are all over the world and often run by you know the state or by federal governments um giving people a chance to then yeah pay a small amount of money with the chance of winning something big so lotteries of all over all over the world as we know but and the concept though the concept of lotteries goes back a long way goes back a few thousand years do you want to just tell us a much, little bit about how much, and where we think it might have begun much like everything seems <laughs> to have done yeah, yeah. So th this can get traced all the way back to ancient china about 200 bc and the game kino k-e-n-o which is still played in casinos by the way yeah you can still play kino um but they think that is one of the first times where basically players choose a number and they bet on the outcome of, of like a drawing taking place. So it's very similar to how the lottery works. You choose what you think might happen and then you win if it does happen. Um, yes. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, and this, yeah. this, is, this is going back to between 205 and 187 BC. So again, we're going back, back in time, back into the, the land of BC again. And this was the Han yep. Dynasty at the time. And they weren't just playing it for fun, they don't think, even though obviously it is fun when, when playing. Uh, but... What they think the reason why they did it is that the government set it up to finance some of the major projects that they wanted to, to yeah. try and work on and to try and achieve. Uh, one of them being something that we've spoken about before in a previous episode, the Great Wall of China. Yeah. Yeah. So they would, similar to sort of what does happen is people would buy a ticket to win a prize, but that prize didn't equal all of the tickets. So like the government would hold back some money and use that money to fund, like you said, fund projects, which in this case would have been the Great Wall of China. Exactly. Yeah. So that that was what they did originally way back in China. And not long after that, going a few hundred years. So in 35 BC, you've got Augustus Caesar. So we're talking about the Romans now, where yeah. they, they introduced a lottery as well of sorts, didn't they? Yeah, they would they would do a lottery so they would give things away like they would they would determine who would get like property and land and slaves and things it was a a popular dinner thing i'm going to get the word wrong the word is apophoreta apophoreta a p o p h o r e t a apophoreta which in greek means that which is carried home so there would yeah. be this this after dinner party celebration sort of thing. People would get given. Apparently, they would be distributed pieces of wood with symbols on them, and then they would draw. Like, yeah, and as you were saying, th that whole thing about um, carried home. It's the, the things that they were then winning as part of this lottery was 
things from their their latest conquest. So where they'd then gone out, as we know, the Roman Empire is very successful in going out and conquering neighboring countries and land and what have you. They'd then bring back their rewards and then share them amongst people in a in a form of a lottery. Yeah, more modern then. The first public lottery that, that we know took place is in Holland, the Netherlands and Belgium sort of area in that top north part of Europe in about the 1400s. They used to have lotteries with monetary prizes and that's like about 1434. They're the first sort of evidenced, this is a lottery where you win a prize of money. Yeah, yeah. And then around similar time, they were then spreading into Italy as well. And Milan used it um, to, to raise money again for to get funds in a war against Venice that they were having at the time. So, yeah, sort of a, a bit of a similar theme where governments are seeing it as a way to almost like a stealth tax, I suppose, to then get mm -hmm. more money back for themselves to then help fund projects and things that they then wanted to do. Yeah, so then it um, came to England about the 1600s, King James I granted the Virginia Company of London the right to raise money. And they would then use the money to help their colonies and their settlements, you know, as they're spreading out the world and they're colonializing. Is that the right word? Colonizing? Colonizing. Colonializing? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they're, uh, they're off, you know, then they're, they end up in America and um, lots and lots of lotteries are evidenced. Records show that there was over 200 lotteries in about the 1700s, just before the American Revolution. Um, and they were used to like fund roads and libraries and churches and things like that. Yes. Yeah, that's right. I did see that the oldest running lottery is the Dutch lottery. So it's, it's the one that's been running and been in place since its first draw in 1726 in Jesus. The Hague. Um, so, yeah, pretty, pretty consistent there. And then you've got some other ones. There's a, a one in Spain um, that's called El Gordo which we might come on to in a bit, which has been running since 1812. So yeah, some, some long running lotteries that are then been used over the, over the years to help um, fund governments or plans or big projects that then wanted to take place. And that's where we're at, right? And then it turned into what we got nowadays. There's not a lot happened. We've now got modern day lotteries, which are pretty popular. It was a big deal. I remember it was, it was 1994 when it started in the UK and it used to be a big show on TV as well, wasn't it? It was like a real, yeah. really big deal when it originally came, loads of people buying tickets. And then they've, what we're talking about in the US, what have they got there? They've got the Powerball and they've got Mega Millions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're big time. They're the ones with the huge prizes that we'll talk to in a bit. Um, you've got Euro Millions in Europe. And there's one I'd never heard of in Italy called the Super Enelotto the Super Enelotto, which has got some crazy prizes and some crazy odds. Um, but I mean, pretty sure. Uh, you know what I'd love to know? What's the name of your lottery in your country? If you're listening to this in some far-flung country in the world, what, what is your national lottery called? Uh, uh, the one in England is called the National Lottery. <laughs> nice and creative. <laughs> I bet their flagship game is Lotto. <laughs> yeah. So how are they played nowadays then? So we were saying earlier, you used to get a piece of wood with like a symbol on it. Not sure that happens nowadays. Uh, if, in case you are unsure how lotteries work, do you want to just say generally how they work? Are they all slightly different, I guess? Yeah, they've, they've all got slightly different different rules that go with it. But it tends to be that you're picking six numbers or thereabouts 
from 1 to 59 for the UK version of the lotto. And what you're wanting to do is try and match as many of those numbers that come up in a random draw as the numbers that you picked in the first place. And there's some slight variations, isn't there, in terms of in the US with the Powerball or with the Mega Millions or the Euro Millions, you're then trying to match a group of core numbers and then try and match a special additional bonus number. Yeah. Yeah, you've got, yeah, and it's different numbers of numbers. So Powerball is like numbers one to 69. You've got to choose five of them. And then you've got to choose one Powerball from one to 26. But the Mega Millions is five numbers from one to 70. And then a, a mega ball from one to 25 you know that they're all slightly different but they're all basically the same you're, you're choosing a set number of balls and you've got to choose a number of them um euro millions is choose five from 50 and then choose two from 12 and you've got to get all those numbers correct yeah going going back in the day where the romans used to then draw or run these lotteries there was sometimes some skepticism about the best prizes would sometimes go to the most powerful people or they'd end up going to you know the most influential people of the time whereas nowadays they're quite well regulated aren't they to make sure that there yeah. isn't any any funnings, funny goings on and it's completely random machines and they then make sure that there's there's no fraud uh, that, that can take place. Yeah, so do we want to just do a little maths? Do you want me to just, you fancy a little quick maths lesson? Yeah, please. So the chances of winning, let's do a couple of the, but we'll do, I'll do, I'll do three of them, right? The Powerball. So in order to win the Powerball, you have to choose five numbers from 69 numbers. Right. The order doesn't matter. So how many ways are there of choosing five from a group of 69? The answer to that is about 11 million, 11.2 million. Then you've got to choose uh, one number from 26 Powerballs. So you've got to take your 11 million and times it by 26. That leaves you an overall probability of winning the Powerball of one in 292 and a bit million. So pretty much one in 300 million just about, which is very similar to the Mega Millions. The Mega Millions actual probability is just you've got to choose five from 70 and then one from 25. And if you do work that out, you end up with about one in 300 million again, one in 302 million. Yeah, wow. So, that, but that, so you're talking about winning the jackpot because oh, yeah. the National Lottery, they would let you know in the UK that your odds are actually one in 9.3 of winning but that's oh, what you then. and I that's what you and I've done very recently winning in terms of yeah winning three pound twenty or something yeah 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 the, the odds of winning the national lottery in England is about one in forty five million um the one winning odds the of winning top the prize yeah top prize euro millions about one in one hundred and forty million uh yeah I mean when we say that though do you have any idea what that means <laughs> no that's the problem like when we talk about some of these numbers. Um, on other on other topics that we then cover, when the numbers get that big, you just lose like the, the ability to put it into some sort of perspective. Like, what does that actually mean? And I think you were alluding to it earlier. What is the likelihood of other you winning other things or other things happening to you rather than winning the lottery? All right. So, for example, right, let's let's go with the American lotteries. They got a one in three hundred million chance. Basically, both of them, right? The chance of having identical quadruplets. One in 15 million. So you have 20 times more chance of having identical quadruplets. That's four babies all looking the same <laughs> than you win in the lottery, the Powerball or the Mega Millions. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Chance of being struck by lightning is about one in a million. 
So you have 200, no, nearly 300 times more likely to get struck by lightning than you are to win the lottery. Yeah, okay. Yep. Uh, other ones. Being attacked by a shark, one in 11 million. <laughs> Just like, so what's that? Like 30 times more likely than you win in the lottery, you'd be attacked <laughs> by a shark. My favorite one, my favorite one, approximately the same chance, right? You enter the lottery, Powerball yeah. or the Mega Millions, you've got a chance of that happening, right? Yeah. I have the same chance of getting hit on the head by a coconut and dying. <laughs> There's about a one in 270 million chance of me dying by getting hit on the head by a coconut falling out of a tree. <laughs> <laughs> same chance. Like, oh, man. Yeah, That's these, funny. these numbers are just, the numbers are so high that, it, like you're saying, his perspective goes out the window. Like, it's just, it's so unlikely. So, yeah. so unlikely. Yeah. Yeah. But for some but, reason, we still play them, don't we? We still think, uh, why not give it a go? But, I mean, because they're so unlikely, people don't win them, right? And because they don't win them, the prizes roll over. So this is where nobody wins it this week. So all the money that would have been won just moves to next week. And then another load of people buy more tickets. The prize fund goes up a little bit and so on. And because these odds are ridiculous, this, these rollovers happen. And it leaves some pretty big prizes, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely enormous and that that's a good point actually you're just saying about how how the they they then go up and up you hear about these rollovers and for instance in the the uk the lotto one it can have one two three four four rollovers and then it must be one so then what they then do okay. is it then goes down to the next level down of uh, matching numbers so you then don't need to match as many numbers which yeah, is quite yeah. cool. But obviously when that happens, more and more people start playing because they think they can win. And I just had a little look about how they then split the like the revenue and how much they then put towards the winning of the lottery. So in the UK, 53% of your ticket goes to the prize fund. And yeah. then the rest of it, so the other 47%, 25% goes to good causes, the government takes 12%, 4% goes commission to the, the retailer who's been selling it. And then there's all other little percentages that then go to the operator and actually running it and make some profit. So yeah, about half of the money goes towards the prizes. Can I just tell you about one called El Gordo? Absolutely ginormous Spanish Christmas lottery. And it regularly gets to a prize fund of 2.2 billion pounds. Wow. Mental. It's absolutely nuts. So what happens is this has now become a bit more of a, a Spanish tradition where the prize takes place on the 22nd of December every year in Madrid. And like the whole country gets behind it to then see, you know, friends and family sort of group together or neighborhoods. They'll group together and come up with a syndicate. People pull their money together to then win this enormous potential amount of money called El Gordo, which loosely translates to the fat one, which is nice. So that money in El Gordo, that two billion, that isn't the jackpot. That's how much money is in the prize fund. Yeah, but that's a good point. The Powerball and the Mega Millions, their prizes do get absolutely outrageous. The, the, the top prize. So... You can say it. What is the highest prize anyone has ever won on any lottery, like the jackpot? It is 2.04 billion. 
in 2022, was it? Yeah, a guy called Edwin Castro took the biggest prize in history. $2 billion was his prize. Not the prize fund that everybody shared. That is his money. That, that is, is abs- mental. <laughs> Mind-blowing. Yeah, there have been some other big ones. Because um, what they did was, in the re- like recently, like within the last decade or so, they put more numbers. You've got to choose more numbers. And by choosing more numbers... It, the odds go up, so it's harder yes. to win. So the prizes yeah. recently in the last sort of few years have gone a bit crazy. So there's been like a couple of people have won 1.5 billion, one, a couple of 1.3 billions, a few like just over a billion. A billion! Two billion! <laughs> it's absolutely mind-blowing, isn't it? Uh, that, that they could get that big. Yeah, they, they, never, they never get that big in the UK. I suppose the Euro millions sometimes gets over 100 million pounds, that yeah. it's then up for the, grabs. Um, the biggest Euro million ever is 230 million euros, which is about nearly 200 million pounds in 2022. But I mean, even that is just, but the, I mean, these are billions. That So is there a way, we, we both Googled this, is there a way that you can beat it then? It's got to be like, <laughs> you know, like them sneaky, like, right, come on then, give us, a, give us some tips. Like, oh, what have you learned this week, Ollie and Liam? Tell us something. There's got to be a strategy, surely, to to beat them. But there are there are some strategies to try and maximise the money that you might win, if you do win. So, for example, yeah. there's some advice where it would say try to avoid popular numbers. So yeah. avoid numbers between numbers one and thirty-one, because quite often people will pick important dates or dates mm-hmm. that are you know important birthdays or family member birthdays or what have you. So if you then yep. want to win a greater share of the prize, pick those numbers above 31. Yeah, it doesn't give you more chance of winning, but if you do win, you've got you're you're gonna get to keep the money instead of because obviously if more than one person get picks all the same numbers, they split the prize. Yes. So yeah, the argument being that. But there are some other ones in there, aren't there? Like, did you read about make sure that the total of all your numbers is more than like 170 or something? And don't do like pattern numbers, things like that. Yeah, I was, yeah, things like don't when you're filling out the slip, don't do a nice pattern. <laughs> it was like don't do a straight line down because there's so yeah. many other people that might do a straight line down as well within the, the the ticket that you're doing. But as a maths teacher now, I've got to tell you that there is exactly the same amount of chance of any order of numbers coming up as any but- other order of numbers. But there can't be. There absolutely isn't. Yeah. Surely, surely one, two, three, four, five, six isn't going to come up. That just isn't going to come up. Well, we'll talk about them later. There have been times where that's happened. The, the problem is, right, there are lotteries all over the world, right? So these lotteries, statistically, on a single lottery, the chance of that coming up is very rare. But there are, there are literally thousands and thousands of lotteries running all the time everywhere in the world. So statistically speaking, from time to time, there are going to be some crazy ones that come up where the prize, the, the jackpot was one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. That will happen. Which, just, which has just... happened, hasn't it? But I, I still, still um, struggled to get my head around that. I was thinking if you had a strategy where you eliminate all the consecutive numbers, so like one to six, two to seven, three to eight, like do that and then do like the first three and the last three, all these chunks of numbers and then whittle it down. We've only got 20 million combinations left. <laughs> yeah. And then I mean, you'd be in much better shape. 
So if you bought all of the tickets, every combination, you would be guaranteed to win, right? So what you could do is you could buy all of the tickets bar 10 of them. And then you would guarantee yourself pretty much. No, well, you wouldn't. It's not a guarantee. <laughs> you might win yourself £10, but it would cost you free £299,777 to do so. Uh, you could do that. And then the, the other thing that you would then additionally be gambling on there is that you're the only winner. Yeah. Imagine if somebody yeah, if else someone won. Else, if someone else wins and you get all the jackpot, but actually, it's a, yeah. I don't know. Then got to split it with somebody else. But I, yeah, I was and thinking, also, is there a strategy or, or, for it? But there isn't really, is there? No, not at all. Not really. Um, no. So no strategies, I'm afraid. Um, so if we did win... A thing I like doing this week, I like there's a there's a few interviews you can listen to of, of lottery winners. Yes. And like one of the things they always get asked, I, I listened to, I think, three separate podcasts this week. They get asked, like, have you got any tips for someone who wins the lottery? And they are very, very consistent in what people say. Like the lottery winners say something very similar, don't they? Do you want to say a few of the things they say? <laughs> Pretty much is don't tell anyone. Get yourself a lawyer or an attorney or an accountant pretty quickly yeah. and um, yeah, keep it quiet. Yeah, that is essentially, yeah, they, they do ta get a tax, tax attorney or something. Get yourself a, an accountant, come up with a plan that, that you want to do, keep your ticket safe. But yeah, they, they all quite often say, like, if you can keep quiet, that helps because some of the stories are of, you know, as soon as you know, people know that you've won, begging letters and yeah. charities and yeah. some of the horrific stories people get told by people that are just made up to try and get you to donate and yeah. suddenly all your family you haven't spoke to come out of the woodwork and that sort of thing so there was also the reason why they say about getting yourself a good tax accountant or attorney whatever it might be more so in the u.s i think is because you get taxed on the winnings in the u.s yeah where in a number of countries like the uk you don't get taxed on the winnings that are in place yeah. Um, and then there's there's also something around the the anon anonymity the anonymity, where in all but a few states in the US, once you then claim the prize, as part of the conditions, it's then made public who the winner is. So you then yeah. you then get found out straight away. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, yeah, in the UK, you've got a choice, don't you? Do you want to um? Do you want to get a photo with the giant check in a champagne yeah. bottle or do you want to keep it yeah. on the down low? And uh, lots of advices to keep your mouth closed if you can. I mean, that must be pretty hard if you're suddenly driving around in a Ferrari, mustn't it? Like, <laughs> what's happening here? Yeah, do you know, but, um, in, in China, the lottery winners are required to turn up in person to claim their winning check for the oh, purpose wow. of, of publicity um, snaps that need to get taken. But there's yeah. a loophole in it where you're not required to show your face. So on numerous occasions, people have turned up, but they've been wearing a Mickey Mouse mask or they've been wearing that. a panda like um, outfit on their head or something so they can then obscure themselves from actually knowing who won. But yeah, yeah. in a lot of cases, um, people end up having you, to, to say who they are. You were saying earlier about like having to pay tax in America as well. When you win these big prizes of like, Two billion, one billion. You, when you win them, as if as if someone's going to win it. That's listening to this podcast. Imagine that. You have a choice, don't you? Or that they they they're given a choice. You can either take it as an annuity, which means you get the money spread out over X amount of years, like thirty years or something, or you can pay all the tax on it right now and take a lump sum. 
but the lump sum is because it's been taxed massively reduced on what you win so these prizes of like two billion they're only going to get one billion of it only only uh, only but you're, you're right so you then automatically are in the the highest tax bracket which after the federal and state taxes it can be that it's about half the amount so a 206 million dollar win if you were to take it in a lump sum would actually be about 120 million which there, there are some good reasons you know it might sound like oh my word i'm being taxed so much for taking that money but the good thing is you can then start spending i suppose this is a good thing you could then potentially invest all of that money in one go if you're responsible yeah. and you've got good advice around you i suppose the downside is you could blow it all in one um, or, or in one foul swoop or just end up going to Las Vegas and trying to gamble it away. Whereas yeah. if you took the annuity, what we're talking about there is you take that 206 million in even lump sums split over 30 years, say. So the good news yeah. there is that you know you could you'd struggle to then outspend yourself. But what then might happen is you then end up getting taxed more in the future, maybe because you'll still get taxed when you then get that money. So it's a bit of a gamble that you're playing. Yeah. Yeah, totally true. Um, I don't know. What do you do with 2 billion? I reckon I'd just take the 1 billion. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. What about, yeah. What about <laughs> 200 million? Would you just take the hundred million? Well, yeah. I don't know. It feels like, it feels like I wouldn't. <laughs> what would be the first thing you'd buy? Do you know what? If I was that rich, I would love to wear clean socks every day. Not clean, brand new. I reckon I'd just buy a year supply brand, brand new socks. It's fresh, fresh, packet fresh socks. There was a there was one of those um, interviews that you were saying about the winners this week. He said that he realised he'd won the lottery when he went and bought 10 pairs of Calvin Klein boxers, boxer shorts, like pants, in one go. And he's like, yeah, I've made it. I've made it. Yeah. I'm rich now. I've done it. I've done it. I actually, I listened to that one. He actually took an annuity, didn't he? And he said in the interview that he knew because he was very young when he won, like twenties. He knew that had he won it all, had he took it all in one go, I think it was forty-five million dollars or something. Had he took it all in one go, he knew that he would have just whittled it away and just. Which is it. good. It's good to know, isn't it? Good to know, like yeah. how you think you might react to it. But yeah. So. Why do we bother playing when there's like next to no chance of really, really, there is next to no chance of winning? Uh, remember what I said, you, you, you've got more chance of dying by a coconut landing on your head <laughs> than uh, you got more chance of having 10 sets of quadruplets identical than you have of winning the lottery, <laughs> the Powerball at least. Not so much the UK one, it's a little bit less. Anyway, uh, why do we bother playing it then? Well, it's because. It's one of those things that we've sort of spoken about before. We did an episode called Why Does the House Always Win? when we were talking about casinos. And it's because we're focused on the winners. So in the news and in the media, you hear all these stories of people winning this massive amount of money. And you're like, yeah, that could be me. I, I could do that. And also you're thinking, well, I'm only parting way with a little bit of money to then have such potentially massive rewards that it's worth doing it. Um, so that, that's partly partly the reason why we do it. And then there's also that illusion of control where we think that because we're picking the numbers, yeah. we've then got some control over the outcome where you don't really. That was another thing they were saying, like in terms of a strategy, it's better to let the machine randomly pick the numbers for you. Yeah. 
that seems I to do be... that. Mine's a lucky dip. Mine's a lucky dip ticket every week. But I, I remember you and I and our group of friends, we've had conversations before about this. If you were to buy your lucky dip ticket on the same day as the lottery draw taking place, aren't you trying to have like two of those 45 million or two of those 300 million to one outcomes happening on the same day? That's just less likely, what? surely. <laughs> I don't know. No idea. So <laughs> um, on that, like you said about how like the press, uh, like it's to do with like you hear their stories. That's similar about, I think one of the things we both looked at this week is there's a stat or like a belief that loads of lottery winners go bankrupt. You know, like you've won hundreds of millions and one in four lottery winners are now bankrupt or whatever. There's another 70% of lottery winners are bankrupt within five years. I think, yeah, that was the one that I, I said to you that there's, there's that stat around 70% of lottery winners go bankrupt within the first five years. And it was something to do with that they, it's new money. So what they end up doing is they get super excited. They end up going out, buying this enormous house. They buy a Ferrari, they buy a yacht, and then they don't realize about the upkeep and all the money that then needs to going into maintaining these massive things that they bought and they buy extravagantly. And so they end up going bankrupt. But it turns out that that isn't actually an accurate statistic, is it? No, it's like what you were saying earlier about the media. Like everyone loves a story of, of somebody being rich and they're not rich because they've got what we haven't got. And it's, you know, oh, you're like me again. There was a famous one in the UK, wasn't there? A guy called Michael Carroll who won yeah, 9.7 Yes, yeah, yeah. Won 9.7 million in November 2002 at the age of 19. And he just blew it all, didn't he? Yeah. Sex, drugs and rock and roll, wouldn't it? That sort of Pretty thing. Pretty much. One of them. I think and, uh... he'd managed to spend all of his money within about eight years and then ended up going back to £42 a week job seekers allowance and than being a bin man again. He said he had no yeah, regrets. But like, he said he loved it. Yeah, but that, that story, like we know that story, like, cause that's just a, like an interesting story, right? The press run it and then it just, it just catches on. And Petrate. you read about the 70% the of lottery winners bankrupt, like where that fact came from. It was just announced, wasn't it? At some symposium randomly. Yeah, what was it? It was the the National Endowment Finance Education Authority or something in, in the US. There was a yeah. there were just a bunch of speakers on stage, and this so-called expert just threw that stat randomly out there. And all of a sudden it it caught on like wildfire. It was then uh, mentioned in the press, and then it was then perpetuated online in different stories, so much so that didn't that that organization have to come out and say it's not true yeah, or they, distance themselves from it? Yeah, they came out and said, look, we haven't backed this. Like, it's got nothing to do with us. Someone said it on stage <laughs> at one of our things and now everybody <laughs> believes it's true. Like, it's, it's not, it's not true. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, this story about bankruptcy is, is not a thing. Um, obviously, there are stories that people do go bankrupt, but far less. I, there was a, a, some research into, in 2020, Stockholm University interviewed 3,000 Swedish lottery winners. And just about all of them said, you know, it makes their life better. Like, it's yeah. a good thing. It's not, it's not yep. a bad thing to have won the lottery because that sort of is part of the same story. Like, oh, your life is worse if you win the lottery. Yes. And did you know that most people don't quit their job as well? So what, what happens yeah. is people often then reduce their hours 
but they still want to have that routine or they still want to have you know, some sort of you know relationship with their work colleagues and what have you. So it's often that people will quit their job instantly, but then they they then go back and they actually then carry on working, even though that they have won the lottery. Some people have won the lottery and they don't even know it though, haven't they? This this is <laughs> oh my word, this is so bad. This is so bad. The the number the amount of figures that you're going to say in a minute, I imagine, about unclaimed lottery tickets and some of the values of them is oh my word, how could this happen? You you'd feel sick if you realize this was you a day after when the time limit is for you to then claim it. Yeah, I think they're a bit different in different lotteries. I think the Euro Millions, is it like 180 days? You've got like six months or something yeah. to claim it. Yep. Um, I don't, I don't know the Powerball or the Mega Millions, but there is a Euro Millions winner from Hertfordshire in the UK, won sixty-four million pounds and never claimed it. Wow! And that prize was actually won by some. It was a shared prize, so somebody else in I don't want to say Belgium. Belgium or somewhere. Yeah, it's Belgium. They won the other half. They claimed theirs, and then someone from England did not claim sixty-four million pounds and. Like they, they know it's funny because they know exactly where the, where these tickets are bought because it's a machine, right? It's the same yes. in America. They know they can tell you exactly where it came from. Stevenage and Hitchin, someone bought a sixty-four million pound ticket and never claimed it. And I've never been there, so it can't have been me. Well, yeah, that's that's the only um, good thing for me as well. Like that solace <laughs> of knowing that it definitely wasn't me. There was another one in Georgia, in America, in the US, where somebody missed out on seventy-seven million dollar Powerball jackpot prize, and they they knew that it got bought at a truck stop in Tallapoosa on the 29th of June in 2011. But yeah, no one claimed it before the deadline passed. You, you then get other other um, conspiracies that then start to to float around about why isn't the person coming forward or who could it be or what's happened and yeah. they, you often get quite big like press exposure saying everybody just check did you then actually buy this ticket but yeah they yeah. go they go past the money doesn't go to waste though does it it then gets distributed to good causes yeah quite often yeah there's there's lots of them there's lots of stories of like 68 million 63 million 51 million 46 million they just oh, what is that money it's just like people are not claiming it it's that's crazy isn't it like Oh my god! What about so, the other way around, right? What if, what if you do win the lottery, but you don't get all that money because we said it earlier? Because so many other people won the lottery at the same time. Let's do the opposite of that. Like, oh my, oh my god, won the lottery, so hundred million pounds or whatever. So I, I can't believe that this is the case. But we were saying about that strategy of maximizing the money if you do win by picking yeah. numbers that people aren't likely to pick. Apparently. On a weekly basis in the UK, there are about 7,000 players that pick the sequence of one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, so imagine that that prize is 70 million. You think you're going to get 70 million. You're going to get far less than that, you know, like 10,000 pounds or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be... That would be awful as well, wouldn't it? You think this is my one chance, my one time where I've matched these numbers, 45 million to one in the UK or, you know, the parable 300 million in the US. And then you've got a bunch load of other people who pick the same numbers as you. So, right. Let me give you some examples of exactly that actually happening in real life. So in the Philippines, uh, not too long ago, um, 433 people won the jackpot at the same time because the numbers 
were all in the nine times table. They were 9, 18, 27, 36, 45, and 54. <laughs> what? <laughs> and uh, I was reading, like, in, the, in, in the, the Asia region, lots of people bet by patterns. So they do all of the fives, all of the sixes, all of the sevens, all of the eights or whatever. So it's not uncommon for people, like you were saying there, not uncommon for people to do that. And we were saying earlier, like, statistically, these numbers will come up from time to time. Yes. South Africa... South Africa in 2020, the prize, 20 people won the prize because the numbers were 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10. No, it can't have been. <laughs> I, still, <laughs> I still can't believe that you get those numbers that come up. It happened in, in the UK. So there used to be a, a service called Teletext on, on the TV where it, would, it was like before the internet really, wasn't it, Teletext? And there was yeah. a psychic on there that predicted what the the lottery numbers would be for that weekend and 127 people decided to follow those numbers on teletext and they came in and 127 people have won and they only won eight thousand pounds each rather than what they were thinking here we go i'm gonna be a millionaire gonna be set for life and all of a sudden they've got eight thousand pounds should we give it a go do you, want to, do you want to shout out some numbers and we buy a lottery ticket this weekend and see if we then manage to, to okay. get everybody winning it? What, what am I doing? My favorite numbers? Because like I know my numbers will be on the lottery. If I actually chose them, I'd just pick my favorite numbers. But what? Okay. Uh, what numbers go up to on the international lottery now? 59, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Well, 49 is my favorite number. So put that on there. Okay. I'm going to go number seven. Of course you are, like everybody else. Most most unrandom random pick, isn't it? Do you know like seventeen? If you choose, ask people to choose a random number between one and twenty, seventeen's the most common one after seven. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Go, okay. Go uh, let's go with thirty-three. Thirty-four. No, because that's impossible. One. <laughs> so we need one more, and we'll go with um, fifty-five. There we All go. Right. So if anybody wants them. They're 1, 7, 33, 34, 49, and 55. Hey, that's the winning numbers right there. Do you know, um, in Bulgaria in 2009, the lottery numbers were 4, 15, 23, 24, 35, and 43. Pretty unremarkable. Four days later, the lottery numbers were 4, 15, 23, 24, 35, and 43. <laughs> They're the same. The same twice. Obviously, everybody was like, that's a fix. But yeah, that's rigged. That's rigged. Statistically, that could happen. Remember, the chance of the next one happening has got no, it doesn't affect itself. Whatever happens one time doesn't affect the next one. So there's just equally likely chance every single time. Yeah. 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 The, the lottery machine doesn't remember the outcome from previously. Like we've said before, the roulette wheel doesn't care about the previous outcomes that have happened. There are stories that I was reading this week about where people have won the lottery, they've gone to then claim it in a shop or have their ticket then checked in a shop the shop owner or the store owner they've checked it and they've told the person that it's not a winning ticket when it has one and they've told that person that they should just bin the ticket or get rid of it how bad is that yeah. to think that that could i worry about that i worry about that every time like what's the top and going nah you've not won mate and then you walk out and then they go and claim it and also how would i even know like yeah. After the fact, like he's won, it doesn't have to be the jackpot. I don't even know he's won 10 grand. I've got no way of finding out. It's really bad, isn't it? That that is a potential. And where this happens more so 
is where you get elderly people going back in because maybe they don't, they're not savvy checking on the internet or they've not checked in the paper and then they've lost that paper or whatever. And then they want to go and a couple of weeks later, check their winning lottery tickets. And this is where, so it comes up on the machine. It tells the, the shop teller that it has one and then they just keep it a secret and then try and claim it. And two of the cases that I read about, the the national lottery they managed to figure it out because the story wasn't quite tying up because like you said they know where all of these tickets get bought now and they know where it came from who bought it and they can check cctv cameras and all those types of things just to verify if a story sounds a little bit dodge and these two separate instances these two shop owners one of them went to jail for 28 months and the other went to jail for 30 months of this fraud that was trying to happen so yeah pretty serious stuff um, from the serious to the factual, of, um, do we want to share our takeaway today? Because this is this is a uh, one of those times where we've both got the same one. Do you want to share it, or shall I share it? You go ahead with it, Liam. What a fact this is: Americans spend more money on lottery tickets than any other form of entertainment combined. What do you mean? Explain that. I mean, they spend more money buying lottery tickets than they do on sports tickets, uh, books, video games, the cinema, music, any of those things. Add it all up is less money than what they spend on the lottery. All of those things. They spend more money buying lottery tickets, Americans, than they do on sports tickets, cinema, video games, music, books combined. What? (laughs) That's a pretty good two guys, one topic takeaway. I like that. And there was some other sort of ones linked to that in terms of there are some states in America that get more revenue from lottery sales than they do from taxing people, which is yeah. just mind mind boggling. Yeah. How much... I would like to know how that like how are we in the UK? Do we do we are we the same? Do we spend more on that mm-hmm. than I don't know? Maybe we'll do that for the takeaway for the wrap up episode. For the wrap up episode, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mate. Good episode this week. What oh. a cool thing to learn about. Yeah, really good. Really good. And I like that we cleared up that stat where I thought that people go bankrupt within five years. And that's just been a self-perpetuating false uh, statement that's been circling. I still don't believe that there isn't a strategy to try and win. There have been stories of some yeah. syndicates out there, hasn't there, where they've been clubbing their money together and then they've managed to win chunks of money. By going yeah. uh, by by grouping all of their money together, but yeah, surely there must be some strategy you can come up with. You're the maths no, head. There is not. All I know is I've got more chance of getting. Actually, do you know I've got more chance of getting struck by a meteorite than I have winning the lottery. One in one point six million. Uh, <laughs> there's. I'm going to get struck by a meteorite about a hundred times before I win the lottery. <laughs> Mental. Right. Anyway. Thanks, everybody, for listening this week and learning all about the lottery with us. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. If you've got any thoughts or questions or, you know, you want to let us know what your lottery is called in your country, do let us know. We're on all of the socials at Two Guys, One Topic. Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts. But until then, get out there and share some lottery knowledge.